Hello and welcome to episode 60 of the R&R Gaming Podcast. We are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Byron Reed, and alongside me is my co-host... Ken Russi. Ken, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. I know it's a little early where yeah. you are, so, you know... It's getting later by the minute. <laughs> it, by the minute, man. By the minute. But you know what? We're here, and we are not here alone this week. We have a guest with us this week. Joining us is Dan. Dan, say hello. How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Thanks for coming on the show this week. We really appreciate it. Thanks very much for having me. I'm uh, excited to talk to you guys. Of course. Of course. I, I hope so. <laughs> we're, 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 we're pretty exciting guys sometimes, you know. Well, it, it would kind of help. Enthusiasm uh, enthusiasm always helps. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so so tell us a little bit about yourself, Dan. What's, uh, what are you all about? Well, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm uh, British, uh, live in England, born and raised in England. Um, I spend most of my time uh, creating either music or uh, characters on the WWE uh, game series. I've been doing it since before 2K. So, um, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much uh, what I spend most of my uh, most of my day uh, doing, I guess. So yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much me in a nutshell. <laughs> fair, fair enough. And you, you create music, so you're in a band, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Um, recently joined uh, a band. I believe it was December um, of last year. Um, so that's that's been really interesting. Uh, it's a, a signed band, so the first time I've been a part of a, a signed band under a, under a label. So um, it's been uh, it's been it's been good fun. I've been playing guitar since I was uh, 17. So what th- 13 years, 14 years now. Um, so uh, so yeah, it's 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 good. Uh, I find I find music really expressive. So um, really expressive. You you can kind of uh, you can you can make somebody feel the emotion that you were feeling when you wrote it if you write it in the right way. So I, I kind of uh, that that was that's always fascinated me as far as uh, being able to to make people feel thing feel things through the uh, through the medium of music. So um, so yeah, uh, I, I'd be lost, dude. Seriously, I, I'd be completely lost without my uh, without my guitars. So. I feel you. I feel you the same way with me and music. I I sing, so it's one of those things where I dig that, you know. Yeah, I didn't if, know you sang. Yeah, yeah. If I if I didn't sing, I don't know what I would do without music. So I feel you. We're gonna have to do a collab. <laughs> that would be dope. Not gonna lie to you, I'd be down for that. Awesome. We'll, we'll get that sorted. Definitely. Yeah. Sounds good, man. I'm looking forward to that. Um, Ken, did you have any questions for Dan before we? I'll get going. Um, so what do you have like a favorite piece of music, either games or um, just like from an artist that you like playing? Oh man, that's a that's a tricky one. Um, I I always equate that question to what's, who, who's your favorite child? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And Ooh. and you say, well, I love them all, but as soon as they're not looking, you like point to this one, like this this but is the one I like. <laughs> I think I've heard the first one's usually a throwaway, so it's usually the second one. The second one and beyond <laughs> are okay. Um, I'm an early child, so no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm not sure. I think um, for me, because I'm a because I'm a guitarist, it, it uh, if if something's going to grab my attention, it is it needs to be something that's very uh, guitar orientated, um, I suppose. So um, I kind of fall along the the rock and metal side of things purely because um, when I was learning to play guitar, you know, you see all these uh, all these crazy guitar solos, and you think, yeah, I want to do that. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of fell down that side. But as I've matured, um, believe it or not, classical. I love a lot of classical music. Um, so I think as far as musical pieces go, it's probably going to be a bit of an obscure one. But I would say um, Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. Not sure if you guys would know that one, but um, yeah, that's that's a, a real famous one. Um, so yeah, that's probably one of my um, one of my uh, favorite pieces of music or anything by Metallica. I'm very happy that um, 2K19 have got a Metallica soundtrack in there. So nice. never wrong with Metallica, dude. Love Metallica. <laughs> I personally am a fan. I'm a I'm a sucker for acoustic guitar stuff. Okay. So, so yeah, that's sort of like my whole. My whole bag. Like the last I love of it. us. Yeah, like anything, anything with acoustic guitar stuff. Um, like I know uh, Sleeping of Sirens, Sleeping with Sirens has a whole acoustic album. It's like four songs, but all those songs are all acoustic guitar, and it's just it's wonderful. Combine it with with the voice of the uh, lead singer. Ah, so good. If used correctly, man, acoustic guitar can be absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and that's why I like it though. It has a really beautiful sound to it. Yeah, if you can get it right, you know. No, no thrills, just just the notes. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Keep it simple, right? <laughs> that's it. That's it. So this week we're going to be talking about character creation because Dan did, you know, say that he does a lot of character creation stuff for the 2K series. We're not going to be talking strictly about uh, WWE 2K. It'll be more a general discussion, but I'm sure he'll be leaning more towards that because that's what he does. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so let's go ahead and jump into some of that with the process of character creation. So, if you want to start, Dan, uh, tell us about a little about your creative process and how you get things going when you're creating the characters in games. All right. Um, well, for me, um, it's it's kind of a weird one because. Um, there's not really a set rule in in the sense of um, coming up with an idea. I always have to start off with an idea. Um, that idea could be a name, it could be uh, a character, it could be an outfit. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 source of inspiration can kind of change, um, but usually once I've got an idea to work from, I'll um, I'll find a, a model of the uh, well of the soon-to-be character. Um, and I mean that that can take a while just trying to find a, a model that kind of has the the same look and the fits the fits the look that you you've got in your head. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like you know shoot in the dark a little bit. But um, once you found that, um, then I uh, I'll download a few pictures of them, uh, open that up on Photoshop, and uh, just design. Try and think of um, Think of ideas. What? Well, you know, what would this um, that this character has this personality trait? So, I don't know if they're darker or edgier. Then they probably have darker colors, maybe black or uh, like a crimson color. Or uh, and once you kind of got an idea of what the personality of the character is going to be, 
um, you can kind of use that information to then um, almost like a process of elimination kind of thing where, you know, um, okay, well, I think this character would have this and this and this and this and this. And then you keep uh, taking all of those ideas and like put it all into all into one. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully by the end of it, you have a, a fairly decent, uh, fairly decent, well thought out character at the end of it. Hopefully <laughs> nine times out of ten. They're not all winners. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's usually uh, my process. But it, you know, some some of the characters that I've made have been completely like ass backwards as far as that theory goes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, nine times out of ten, that's usually the way I go around things. Very nice, very nice. And Ken, what about you? How do you uh, do things when you're creating a character? Um. Well, it's. I mean, it's kind of the the same process. Is that I. I create the look, I get the look that I want, and then I create the story or the emotions or the the characteristics around that character. Um, I mean, I like to go back to uh, like one of the, the oldest characters that I remember creating was for Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I, uh, I made the character, and then... Uh, at the time, I was working at uh, a video store, and so I had a lot of free times on my hand. And I would use their computer to, to type up stories and stuff, and I just decided to create a, a backstory for this character and what his his attitude and what his characteristics were like. Uh, I still have the printout uh, from them <laughs> because I had to, I had to print nice. it out. Like I couldn't just like leave it there and, and not have it. So I yeah, have that you're still. probably not... Has to be done. Yeah, um, I mean it—it's complete rubbish. It's—it's it's terrible. <laughs> like <laughs> bad punctuation, misspellings, or like it's—it's it's everywhere. So it's, it's just terrible. But um, the whole process, you know, I think I had played the game for like a month before I even made that story and decided like this is what he was going to be. Mm. So um, for me, that—that's kind of where I go. And you know. Uh, I, I do like to write. I'm actually writing a book, and I've been writing the book for four years, so uh-huh. don't expect it anytime awesome. soon. <laughs> I didn't know that, honestly, and if I did, yeah. I forgot about it. <laughs> I, I, yeah. uh, I, wrote, I wrote a book a couple of years ago. Nice. Nice. What was that yeah. about? Yeah. Uh, it was a, a horror horror novel. Oh, dope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'll uh, inter- interrupt you there, Ken. Uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think everyone wants to know, like, what the name of the book is and if it's available everywhere or if it got published or it's uh it is available it's on um it's on amazon okay um you can get it um like hard copy or you can get it for the kindle um it's called when you're smiling Wow. Because when you're smiling, right. when you're smiling, because you've got to have a a cheer a cheer a cheerful title for a horror book, a <laughs> horror yeah. book. so yeah. uh yeah well, you know, it's it's kind of funny when you bring that up because my my wife loves reading Stephen King. Yeah. And she reads a lot about him and his creative process is that he thinks, wouldn't it be funny if? <laughs> and then, like, that's his whole idea. And then he creates this whole scary story behind, wouldn't it be funny if? The man is a horror genius for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember when I was uh, when I was 
still writing the book and um, I was doing some research online. I thought, well, you know, Stephen King's a, a pretty good guy to aspire to and look up to and get inspiration from. So I was, I was watching some of his videos talking about how he writes. And I think I gave up about halfway through because I couldn't understand half of the words he used. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'd like to think I'm fairly eloquent myself, but I just had absolutely, yeah, these words that he was throwing out. And I'm like, I'm spending more time in my nose in the dictionary than I am looking at the <laughs> screen. So, yeah, that's funny. Um, but so for me, uh, you know, when I'm creating a character, um, uh, in my book, it's more like, what do I need here? Like, who do I need? Yeah. Um, because for the for the writing side, for me, I don't like giving a lot of details. Like, I I want my readers to imagine what they're seeing. I you know, right. so I don't want to tell them uh, specifically too much of what's going on because I want them to to use their imagination. Right. Uh, when they're doing that. So I kind of like, you know, what do I need here? Like, who would be perfect here? Um, what would their character be like? You know, and so that that's kind of the, the creative process for me. You know, if, if I'm doing it for a game, it's obviously what do they look like? And then I'll make the story. Yeah. But yeah. the writing process is who do I need here? Okay, let's, let's give them uh, what they need uh, to be Makes that sense. character. Gotcha, gotcha. And and, uh, for me, as far as my creative process goes, when it comes to video games in particular, it usually starts with the look because that's where most games start you. They start you with doing your look first. Once you get all that done, then you can do your name or whatever it is. So so that's usually what I do. I'll go with the look first. I'll have an idea of what I want to do for the character. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll get into a little more later down the road. In, in, in the episode, but one of the first characters that I created uh, in, well, I'm, I'm going to talk about the wrestling here just to keep it sort of in perspective, and then I'll talk other ones later on, but the uh, the one that I created first was the character, uh, Mr. Black is his name, okay. and and it, it, it's so funny how the whole thing came to be, because I think that was back in, like, WWE... 13 or 14 one of the one of the first that i got when i started started getting back into wrestling again yeah um so yeah it was i think i think crime time was still around at that point at point in the in the company so <laughs> so i had i had uh mr black and his brother kid dynamite who were based off of me and my and my younger brother right um so it was it was really silly. Um, I really silly. I had I had our characters come out in like suits, and we had we had uh, chains on, and we had Crime Time's entrance coming down to the ring. It was ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. My character had like sunglasses with little crosses on with the crosses on them. It looked it looked absolutely insane. But 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 I loved it because it was silly, but I could also take it and make it a very serious thing, which I eventually did down the road. Yeah. A few years later, because I I always had I always had their name, their tag team name as the Hit Squad, but I wanted to take it and do a more serious take on the whole thing. Sure. So I had Ken actually help me with a logo. He made oh, me yeah. a logo for the Hit Squad, and now I have them in like red and white for their face attire and the heel attire is black with red 
and they're from they're from Maryland, which is where I'm from. So I have a little bit of like gold in there from the for the, for the state flag or whatever in their socks or just in their equipment. So it looks really nice with that. But usually it's the look first, and then you sort of go from there with names and later on down the road once you find out. Yeah, this is what I want my character to look like because I feel like it's easier to start with the look then go with the name and try to do the look around the name if that makes sense well i mean you know i mean when you think about it humans are very visual creatures you know it's yeah. just you know it's, it's probably not the most important sense but um I, I would say it's probably the one we use the most yeah um or the one that we'd certainly miss the most if we didn't have it so um yeah uh, i think yeah the the visualization of it, yeah. the 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 look of the character is it is kind of the you know the first first priority really. If the character doesn't look good, then you know you are kind of beating a dead horse. <laughs> yeah, <So. laughs> it doesn't matter. You gotta go back to the drum board and try again. It can have a great personality, but if it doesn't look the part, then you know people aren't gonna be people aren't gonna be interested, and you're probably not gonna be that that <laughs> interested. And I mean, for for me personally, um, like I, I've always done it for me. Um, it, it's nice now that I've, I've got a bit of a, a following kind of thing, but um, uh, still very much so. I mean, you know, th these characters can take days, weeks, months to to put together. So, yeah. you know, if your heart's not in it and you don't do it because you, you want to do it, if you're doing it for somebody else, then I don't know. It just and I think that it does come across if if you're not feeling the character. It, I, I don't know. I just feel that that does come across um, in the way that they are presented. People can see uh people can see when, when you put a lot of love and care and thought into a character people can see it and obviously conversely when you don't put a lot of love or care into the look of a character people can see that too so yeah that actually goes nicely R really good segues here this goes really nicely into king the of the next... king of the king of the segues yeah, yeah man this goes really nicely <laughs> into the next part of this discussion is what makes a good creation you know, and you were talking about like you know the time that you put into it. So yeah. I think that's a big thing. The time that you put into it, you can you can really tell, like you said, if somebody really enjoys making a character or you know whatever it may be because they put a lot of time and effort into whatever it is they're creating. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, um, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago, and he said, you know, he said it's it's not fair because he. He makes his own characters on the WWE games, but they don't do as well. And uh, he said, you know, it's it's not fair because yours <laughs> yours are getting thousands and thousands. And he said, I'm I'm lucky to get like 300. And um, I said, well, it's not that it's not fair. I said it's just that, you know, um, if if nobody downloaded my characters, I would still make the characters. Right. Um, because I enjoy making the characters and I enjoy the characters. Yeah. So, and I think I think that's the thing, um, you know, whether whether there's an audience or not. If you're if you're doing it for yourself, um, then you know you you can't go wrong. You're never going to get bored of it because, you know, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. Kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cause, I mean, I feel like if you if you want to do it, you're going to take the time out to put the effort that's required, you know, to do it and do a good job at it. Absolutely, absolutely. Whether it's whether it's hours, weeks, months, you know, whatever, you'll get it done. Yeah, that's why this show is so good. We don't do it for anybody <laughs> but us. <laughs> I was just about to ask. Yeah. 
You hit that right on the right on the nose there, friend. Oh man. That's why it's so good, man. We do it all for ourselves. It's wonderful. And we have a good time with it, right? Mm-hmm. All that matters. And that yeah. reflects across the board. So what what do you think makes a good creation? I mean, because we both kind of said it there, Ken, but what what do you think? Um yeah, I mean it it's <laughs> it's kind of what you guys said. I mean, uh I I think about what other uh, creators do though when they're creating their their characters specifically yeah. and it's creating a story that's not there that your viewership doesn't see you know it's creating that story that uh like the the world that's that's there if that uh makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. like the the first thing that came to mind is uh i started watching my hero academia so good. And, yeah, my favorite anime going right now, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so. And uh, but where you start, there's already like, you know, a whole book of story of information you can tell before you even uh, get to where you're being brought in. Yeah. You yeah. know. So there's there's all this content that happened before. Eventually, you, uh, that'll be brought to the surface and. Uh, the creator will obviously let you know, but they've spent the time to create all this this backstory and this story that happened before, that it makes what's going on now feel more realistic and it feels more real, and yeah. that that's kind of for me. Uh, I mean, it ties in with you know just doing it for yourself, but also you know building a world and not just a, a character. You know, building something that's already happened before, you know, and that's kind of where uh, I think that makes a good process is, is just having your universe, your world, and your story that you don't really tell everyone. Maybe everyone doesn't know. Maybe eventually they will know, but yeah. that, that story is there so that it makes these characters believable because, yeah. you know, stuff happens. Like... I mean, you've uh, just an example, Dan. You've told us you're a musician. You've wrote a book. You do your uh, WWE YouTube series. Yeah. But that's not just you. Like, like that's probably just a small part of <laughs> of your life <laughs> leading up to there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think another thing that's really important is um, giving the audience, the viewer, even yourself, um, something to invest in. Um, <clears throat> you, you you definitely need something to uh, you know, if, if you, you ideally, the whole point of characters is that you, you know you're supposed to get attached to them and kind of see yourself in them yeah. and live vicariously through them. Um, so, you know, I think I think something else that that is really important is the the character needs to be um, quite easy to invest in, even if you know whether they're a good guy or a bad guy is kind of irrelevant. But um, if they've got if they've got a reason for for doing the things that they're they're doing, uh, and you un- you can understand that reason, then it's it's you know it's simple storytelling really. I, I suppose uh, you, you can't tell a story without characters. So yeah, that's uh, that's my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I definitely have to agree with you there as well with uh, the story aspect of the character. You're supposed to get attached to these characters, and you know, going back to the the writing side of things. I do my own uh, 
I have multiple universe style things that I do. I did a basketball one for 2K uh, 18, 2K 17, um, which was which was really fun. That was with a completely custom roster, by the way. I didn't make it, but completely awesome. custom roster that that I downloaded and. Um, I did a storyline with that sort of thing, and it's completely different from what I do with WWE stuff, yeah. which is more based around the product and how they do their stuff. And it's really fun for me to get into these characters, not not just my own custom characters, but mm. the characters portrayed on TV. And it's so hard for me to write for these characters and have them do things that I would like to see them do in real life WWE or whatever so that's really fun i remember uh last year for 2k18 uh, i'm gonna be continuing my universe from that one in this year's game by the way so awesome. it won't be uh i'm not starting over i'm not starting over fresh like i usually do but right. i remember last year i had bobby Roode feuding with cassie's oh no the feud's still going on by the way but um what? i remember uh, I had a match where uh, I had I had a rope that Rude tossed Ono out of the ring, and he wound up his glorious taunt all the way until the ref counted to ten. I thought that was hilarious. So, <laughs> so, so like it's just doing thing, doing little silly things like that yeah. that really gets you into into the character and you know feeling that character out and all that stuff. Absolutely. I 100% agree. So I said this phone part because I wanted to talk about some of the some of our our characters that we've created, and you know favorites that we have of our own, and favorite character creation creation suites and games as well. Okay. So Dan, you're the guest. If you want to go ahead and start, you can. Oh right. Okay. Uh, favorite characters. Um. I I mentioned uh, earlier, but I I can't not mention Peaches. Um, so yeah, Peaches. Uh, I'm not sure if I said it earlier, but she's like a gamer um, kind of geek culture kind of uh, character. Um, I, I think the reason I love her so much is um, her 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 gimmick and her character lends itself to so many other tiny little things. So. Um, even down to things like uh, her attires, there's so many tiny little Easter eggs that the average person probably wouldn't even notice. Um, but like, um, I'm trying to think of an example. So um, last year when WWE 2K18 came out, um, I made Peaches, uh, a regular version of Peaches, and then it got to December, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll do like a, a Christmas uh, edition, <laughs> or, you know, special Christmas version. Yeah. So, um, so uh, the attire in the end, obviously, it was um, mostly red and green and white, like the usual colours of Christmas. But um, like on the front of the shirt, it had uh, Santa's little gamer written on the front <laughs> of it, and then um, underneath that, it had um, you know the rings from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. So it had um, five rings uh, on the top. Um, and so obviously the, the average person probably think, oh, okay, fine, you know, Sonic rings, uh, gamer characters are fine, but the five gold rings are actually in reference to the Christmas Carol. Yes. So yep, very true. you know, like li little things little, like that. right, little things like that. Who wouldn't notice? People probably, you know, I'm, I'm pretty. No, no one's messaged me saying, oh, I see what you did there. Very clever. <laughs> so no, nobody's probably even noticed it. But um, 
you know, if anybody does happen to stumble upon that, they'll be like, oh, okay, that's that's actually, yeah, that's actually quite quite cool. So um, I think that's why I like uh, Peaches so much. She's so uh, versatile. You, you can pretty much, and because, uh, you know, she's meant to be a bit geeky and she can be very uh, self-aware, uh, self-referential. Um, I'm, I'm planning on at some point in the show, in the, in the YouTube show, um, have her make some kind of joke about how she thinks she'd make an awesome video game character. <laughs> um, <laughs> even though she is a video game character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, she, she, there's a lot that you can do with her. So she's always fun to work with. Um, I have, probably would have to mention Chloe Valentine because... I would mention Chloe, man. The, <laughs> Chloe and Rain are my two favorites of yours, personally. Yeah. Chloe, you know, it's funny. Chloe was the first character that i ever made on a wrestling game and still to this day is like in my top three most popular um so chloe i adore because she was my my first you know you always remember your first yeah yeah so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um so i'd say her um and the other one would have to be Paige, uh Paige valentine um oh yeah she, uh essentially the there are four valentine sisters there's chloe layla Rain, as Warren mentioned, and uh, Paige. Um, Paige was the last Valentine sister to be made. Um, and I wanted her to be very different. All the other Valentines were very, you know, quite attractive and blonde. And um, so I wanted the, this one to be kind of like the, the antithesis of that. So, you know, I put a mask on her and give her scars. And, um, you know, she ended up becoming a really, really dark character. And um, so much so that she is the killer in the book that I wrote. So um, wow. yeah, Paige Valentine is actually the uh, the main the main killer in the book. In fact, uh, in the book, a lot of the characters in there are taken from, or the character names in there are taken from. So there's a Layla in there. Um, there's um, a Sophia, um, a couple of other Chloe. There's a Chloe in there. I couldn't get Rain in there because Rain's quite an obscure name, but I went with Lorraine, like right. the closest, closest thing I could find. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll probably say Rain, Rain, uh, not Rain. Sorry, uh, Paige, Peaches, and Chloe Valentine are probably my um, my fondest creations. They're certainly the ones I probably spend the most time working on. So uh, so yeah, I would say those for sure. Very awesome, very awesome. Ken, what about you, man? Well, you know, being honest, I usually just create myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, uh, like everyone else, you know, I, I try and make him look, you know, really smart and handsome. And he's got to have, like, the beard goatee thing uh, going on. So that's usually what I do. But, you know, just for fan support, I'll say that my favorite is... Uh, Bowserette right now because <laughs> oh yeah Bowserette yeah great. yeah man that's some uh, <laughs> good stuff <laughs> yeah yeah Bowserette is completely taken over everything yeah, it's wonderful I love it but the question right now is blonde or redhead oh redhead honestly if if you was to see my uh, uploads from Community Creations last, <laughs> last year, you would know my answer is blonde. <laughs> I have way too many blonde characters. I'm, that's do you know you, when you when you ask about um, you know what's what's the thought process of approaching a new character? <laughs> 
Now yeah. it's like, okay, I've got like 12 blondes and maybe like eight other non-blonde people. So I should probably uh, get some characters that are like, you know, got black hair or blue hair or red hair or something. So uh, I always end up coming black to blonde though. What can I say? I got one for you, brother. I'm, I'm going to work on her for you. I'm bringing back Erica Martinez for you. I got you. I got you. On the uh, on the uh, 2K? I got okay. you. Okay. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> gotcha. But um, for me, I know personally, again, I have Kid Dynamite and I have Mr. Black. Those are my two. And then the third one, again, what would probably be a, a recent one. This this one I created in um, one of the UFC, the first UFC game you could do female careers in. That's the one that I made her for. Uh, Erica Martinez. Right. Erica Primetime Martinez. I, I don't know why, but like that name just sounded so good to me. <laughs> when, when, I, when I finished her look, I was like, what's her name? I'm like, Erica Martinez. I, I need a nickname. Primetime. I love it. So, <laughs> so she's another one of my favorite characters. And then I, I can't I can't not talk about um Matt, Mass Effect though and talk about my uh female shepherd. Because ah. she is she is fantastic. She's a renegade, and the whole point of that character is just to be a complete, complete asshole to everybody. <laughs> it's fantastic. I haven't gone through two yet to kick dude out the window, but I can't wait to go through two. <laughs> kick boy out the window. Oh my goodness, it's so fun. It's so fun. Uh, I love. It. And then um, I've got my two Dragon Age characters, which again, like Ken, I usually create myself in video games, but. Or, and I'll try to get as close as possible to me. But if not, then I'll take liberties with things. Um, I know my character in Dragon Age, in, in uh, Inquisition anyway, he's he's really, um, he's a big believer in, in Andraste and the Maker and all that stuff. And I myself, I'm not, I'm not a religious person, but my character in the game is. I felt like that was kind of good for what he was doing. He's a rogue, so it was a behind-the-back, sneaky-sneak, stabby-stab kind of dude. But, um, and then I have a elf mage, uh, the, her name is Valpontiel, <laughs> and I don't remember how I came, no, the name, I came up with the name, I was just looking through, like, I went, I went into Google and typed, like, elven names or some, some, some BS, whatever it was, <laughs> I just happened to, like, scroll down far enough to get to V, and I saw, I was like, that's a different sounding name, I'm gonna roll with that one. So she's got red hair, red like ponytail type thing. She's got like green markings on her face. She she's she's cute. She's cute. You know yeah. that? Wow. Sorry. Has to be. Oh, you're good. Um, that kind of reminds me of uh, I I made a character on Guild Wars, and I believe I made them an elf as well, but I came up like with this really interesting, fantastical name, and I played it for a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I'll come back. The next day, I came back to log in. And it wanted me to log in with my character name. Oh, no. <laughs> I did not write it down. And I could not remember <laughs> what my character name was. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's rough, man. Yeah. So, needless to say, I stopped playing Guild Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very true. Oh. I think another one of my favorites that I've created is from Sunset Overdrive. If either you've played the game, you know it's sort of wacky and silly, and mm -hmm. it, it's a really fun game. But I, I 
I like I like creating female characters in games too, just because their their stuff looks so much cooler than men's stuff sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she, I remember my whole gimmick for her was that like whatever hair color she had, her outfit matched the hair color. Right. So if she had like a blue shirt, she had like she had black. But she had black hair with a blue highlight in it and, you know, different it, – it just, like – it was different sort of stuff like that. And she was, like, a punk punk rock, I guess, kind of style at first. And then as the game went on, I sort of changed it up a little bit. But I think I have a picture somewhere that I can show you guys down the road. It it, it looks pretty cool, I think, anyway. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, What are – some of your favorite character creation menus in games, because I know games have come a long way in terms of what you can do yeah, with yeah. creating characters. So, any in particular come to mind that make you think like, yeah, that one is one that I really like because it allows you to do all these different things. Oh, I think um, I would have to say, I mean, I mean, I, I, I remember playing like WWF Attitude on the PlayStation One. Yeah, and um, you know, kind of at, at the time, I, I was like, "Oh man, it's, it's insane the amount of options they have." And you know, fast forward like twenty odd years later, and uh, <laughs> to to see what we have now is um, is ridiculous. But um, I don't know. I think uh, I hold a soft spot for uh, WWE 2K14 um, purely because that I would say that had the most. Uh, general custom options available so it wasn't just create a character it was uh, create a story and create a video and um, for, unfortunately a lot of those features have been removed in the uh, in the more recent games yeah um, so I would say uh, 2k WWE 2k 14 also a bit of a, a left field uh, one would be uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 I never played that it's um it was good I got uh, I got Xenoverse one and uh, that was that was good fun. I played through that. I probably burnt through that in about forty eight hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where that, that was like a weekend gone, but um, but yeah, that 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 was pretty fun. But there were some some limits there, and then they made uh, they made number two, and they kind of removed a lot of the uh, the limits. So um, yeah, num- number two uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse two is always uh, always fun to go through, and and obviously because it's um it's anime based, so um because you're not going for like photo realistic things as you do in in most games now. So um yeah, so that was that was interesting. It, I I kind of didn't resent having less options because obviously uh, working on the the WWE custom options for so long, you kind of uh you know if you want to change the shape of someone's eyes you can do or the nose or whatever you can do yeah. um whereas with uh like dragon ball Xeniverse, you you could change the eye shape but it was just presets you can only really choose from presets yeah um but uh, as annoying as i would have usually found that i actually didn't mind it too much because it, it worked within in the confines of a uh, an anime style uh kind of game so yeah that was um that was a fun one, I would say. Uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 was a good one as well. All right, awesome. I, I, I've never played it, but I do I do want to pick up one of those games at some point. That'd be kind of nice to see. Because I haven't played a Dragon Ball Z game since, like, Budokai 2 or whatever oh, back in the day. So it's been a dude, long time. Bud- Budokai 2, man. 
Yeah, that was so much fun back in the day. Yeah. Man. I sunk so many hours into that. Oh, man, it's great. <laughs> The, the second the second I found out that they they had uh, options to make your own character that that was it that was right that was it if if you want me to buy a game tell me that there's custom options in it and I will probably buy it yeah um, me too definitely for sure yeah the same way let me create my character let me do all that stuff and I'm I in mean, that's what it always kind of makes me chuckle uh, with the WWE games to do the the roster reveal every year and uh, you know people message me on the Xbox oh, I can't believe so and so is not in I can't believe so and so is not in I'm like are they okay. <laughs> I, I I don't play as I don't really play as the um the uh you know the actual wrestlers in there. I I don't know. Um I think for me it's like well if I wanted to see Bobby Roode fight I don't know Chad Gable then I'll watch SmackDown or something right. like that. So um I really I, I I don't think I actually used a single in-game character for 2K18. <laughs> um or if I did it was probably right at the beginning when I'd only made one character and I just wanted <laughs> to test the test the moves out or something yeah um so yeah um yeah i've lost my train of thought now but that was uh, pretty pretty much my thoughts on that that's all good it's all good ken what about you man well i made a uh, majin boo for xenoverse 2 that was nice. what i did <laughs> a female boo because yeah, nice. you don't see those anywhere if you watch the anime um but i think i'm going to Start off with Fallout Four. Oh like, yeah, that one. That one's really good. Okay. Yeah, That's they they have. I mean, it's kind of sad for me because they have one of the best facial creation tools I've seen. I've played with. Um, and I I really like that. Like, I wish I had more time, to, or I'd spent more time like creating stuff with that, because after that, like for me, the game goes downhill. But <laughs> um, as far as the the character creation, I think Fallout Four has one of the best that I've seen um, for just creating a, a face that you want. Um, that's, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I do like though um, the options you get in Final Fantasy fifteen, fifteen, fourteen. Excuse me, fourteen. Because um, I. You know, I I made like a cat girl, and I made like several other characters in fourteen just to test it out. And I think they have a, a really uh, deep, in-depth uh, character creator. I mean, you kind of right. have to with an MMO. You know, any any MMO, you kind of want your character to stand apart from everyone else. You don't want to have yeah, the same definitely. character. And <laughs> for, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I really like their. Uh, customization. Ooh. And uh, I know it's not really character customization. It's more of just like palette swaps. But Tekken 7. Like, I, I really like their designs and their alternate costumes and stuff that you can put on your characters. Um, I I've really like play that. No, I played Tekken like twice. It's so fun. It's so <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah, it reminds me of also Soul Calibur. I know Soul Calibur has yeah, a pretty deep. Soul Calibur, yeah, Soul Calibur. It yeah. had a pretty deep character creator. I think it was like three or four. One of the two. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah. Maybe five, but it's been a while. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did... believe. Sorry. I believe one of the, the one of the Mortal Kombat's had um, a custom. I think it was Mortal Kombat Armageddon on the yes. PS2. 
Yes, I think yes, yes. I'm pretty certain that that was a, a pretty good one as well. That one did have a character creator in it. It did. I remember that. It was so yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, I think I played ahead. that on the Wii. We <laughs> <laughs> getting some love. Yeah. That's good from somebody anyway. Well. Because <laughs> I know, I know for me personally, I'm. I was always a big fan of Saint, the Saints Row character creators. If mm. you played any of those games, there's so much you can do with the character creation suite in that game. You can make your character just the most ridiculous looking person ever. You could give him like purple skin. He could have in the later games you could have like a zombie voice where it was literally just you know, whatever. <laughs> so like they got really ridiculous with it as the as the games went on. And it's just <laughs> there's even a Nolan North option for voices, at least in the same in the third Saints Row. There's a, a, a voice out for Nolan North, and that's just one of those things that, like, what? what? How did he get into the game or whatever? Like, I just find this so funny. <laughs> they allow you to do everything. You can, you can, oh, man, it's so much stuff you can do with Saints Row's character creation. It's so great. And I have a fond memory of Saints Row. I remember when I first played the game, when I first got my 360 out for Christmas, and, you know, I we plugged it in downstairs in the living room. I got done creating my character, and I went through the. Uh, my character had like had like a, a, a bucket of uh, not 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 a not a not a bucket head. I'm sorry, what's it called? It was kind of like a fedora, but not a fedora. Right. It was black. It was purple. He had he had a little a little like like bouncy walk animation. It was really cool. But um, anyway, walking through the streets, still water. You know, you're seeing all this stuff going on, <laughs> and. I forget how old I was when that game came out, but this probably put it in perspective for some of you. Um, my mom was like, uh, yeah, I don't think you should be playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that that probably says something about how old I was at that point in time when the game came out. But, man, it was just, ah, oh, it's so fun. Saints Row is good. I like Mass Effect's character creator, too. It's not, like, super in-depth, but it's also not super simplified, either. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, probably Andromeda, um, at launch anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, there's much you can do with that as well. And I, I think the big thing, though, really, is that we just love creating characters in games. Pretty much it, I guess. Yeah. Raise yeah. your hand if you owned RPG Maker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the, um, the, uh, the creative character options in... Uh, Sonic Forces was, was probably the biggest temptation I had to buy that when it first came out. Um, oh, and not because you live could, uh... in England? <laughs> I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I watched the reviews and I thought I'll wait until it goes down in price a little bit. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the, they, they announced that they were making a new Sonic game and I was like, okay, that's fine. And then, uh, and then I heard that, I um, know oh, you can make your own character. And just just like that, like my eyebrow raised. I'm like, oh, really? Interesting. So yeah, uh, I, I was like a hundred times more interested in the game the minute I found out that there's there's uh, there's custom options. I I, I don't know. I, I, obviously, with certain games, it's it's not necessary. But um, I think it, it never hurts to have those those kind of options there. Because I mean, you know, you the the whole point of uh, a game is. You, 
you know you want to lose yourself in the game and and yeah. almost put put yourself in the game and like, like I said earlier live through uh live through a character um so yeah i think um i think custom options are, are really really important uh, it's a shout i'd like to see him come in like games like resident evil maybe like uh, make your own character and then try and get them out of raccoon city or um you know there's, there's just so many things that once again it could be applicable too that it hasn't been added to yet but uh i'm sure it will happen at some yeah. point or think... a uh make your own zombie and zombies will randomly show up in other people's games that would be amazing that'd be kind of cool yeah almost like almost like like a dark souls like invasion sort of thing or whatever that'd yeah, be kind of cool awesome. that'd be awesome I, I think there's there's so like it's funny you brought that up about character creations like not being in certain games and what things we'd like them to see and be in. Mm. I think it I, I just because I'm a huge Witcher fan, I think it'd be really cool to have a Witcher character creation thing where you could go through and create your own Witcher and it would be a personal tale about, you know, your Witcher and all that. I think that'd be really cool personally. Yeah. If if they could do it on the same scale that they did with Witcher three, I think that'd be amazing. For sure. And I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077 for sort of that reason alone, because I get to create my own character and, you know, get to do that sort of thing versus where it's just Geralt. And I basically turned Geralt into a car collecting machine with Gwent, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) (laughs) So um, before we wrap up, though, I did want to get you to talk a little bit more though about the uh awa and your youtube stuff okay uh what do you want to know what do you want me to talk about (laughs) um i i guess like what what sort of brought the whole thing about because i know you said you touched on a little bit earlier how you had one character and you wanted to create another character to go with that character yeah like what and then it sort of spiraled from there but i guess like what was the tipping point for the spiraling into the AWA and what it is now. I think well, what really kind of um, what what pushed it into kind of the area that it's going now is um, my data got corrupted on 2K14. Oh no! Yeah, and I just finished making the entire roster. I think it had been out for like six months. I've got all the characters made, all the arenas made, like all the movesets done. And uh, yeah, I went to put it on one morning, and it said, "Yeah, your data is corrupted. You oh. need to get rid of everything." So um, I thought, well, what I'll do is um, I'll make obviously I'm gonna have to make the characters again, but this time I'll upload them to uh, community creations just so that if it goes again, I can just go online and re-download them. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I just put them up there for a, you know just a, a fail-safe just in case, and they ended up getting quite a lot of downloads. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll. I'll keep doing this then, I suppose. Um, but yeah, um, but then I was thinking, well, you know, I'll, I've got the AWA arena, the main arenas and the logos sorted. Um, the only thing I need now are the, the, the characters because, you you know, you're not going to get a wrestling company that's got a roster of like five people. <laughs> so um, so it, it was, uh, I mean, for, for a long time I did um, actually use um, existing wrestlers like... Um, a couple more obscure ones like uh, uh, I don't know Taylor Wilde from TNA. Yeah. Not not sure if you remember her. Um, so yeah, Taylor Wilde, um, Sojourner Bolt from TNA. Um, there are a couple of other people that I brought in because I, I just didn't have the the roster there. I needed to to pad it out. But as 
as time went on, um, and I've come up with more, more and more ideas. Um, but it's I don't I, it's it's really hard to kind of um, to kind of think of where exactly uh, exactly where it uh, where it all started. Um, I mean, I, I've I've always had an obsession with uh, the bad version of the good guy. Um, whether it be even down to like the Power Rangers, like my favorite Power Ranger was the Green Power Ranger because he was the evil Power Ranger. <laughs> um, or you know, my my favorite Sonic character is Metal Sonic because the, he's the evil version of the of the good guy. And right. uh, I've I've always been kind of just really drawn to that. So um, so when I first made Chloe, and then when I made Rain, uh, the the sister, she was kind of meant to be the evil version of uh, of Chloe um so i mean yeah and then af after that you know more more characters came about and um i started coming up with ideas storylines and i was thinking well i need more characters for the storylines and it it just it snowballed man it, <laughs> it really did snowball like, I, I remember when i had a roster of like uh maybe eight or nine and um i went through my pc earlier and uh, i think i've got 34 now and i think a good like two of two or three of them um aren't even used anymore or ones that never made it to to the game in the first place right. um but i mean just as far as like accessibility and stuff the like one of the characters i got rid of was uh uh i'm trying to remember this correctly now it was uh xiao li she was chinese and there was just way too many x's and i's <laughs> and o's in the name and um i remember putting the name forward to a, a couple of people and they were like I, I don't even know how you would pronounce that <laughs> so i'm like okay so won't, won't be using that name um so um so yeah you know some characters get dropped and get axed and then there are other ones that um i mean like like peaches for example she um she was probably at some point was going to be end up being like a, a top tier kind of character but uh, when I made her, because she was a new character, she was, you know, essentially not a jobber, but, uh, you know, very, very low tier kind of thing. But yeah. um, she she picked up so much and, and people liked her so much that when I started doing the show, the, the YouTube show, I was thinking, well, you know, it would be stupid to to not have her in the show or to have her quite low down on the card or something. So, yeah. Um, it's 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 it is really hard to kind of um to kind of say where it all it all ca it all came from mentally i guess right um, yeah definitely uh, all the storylines and all that kind of stuff i mean uh i i, I made the fir my fir first chloe on smackdown versus raw 2009 so wow. i've had i've had all these characters and storylines for the last 10 years <laughs> um if anything, it's been more of a case of trying to find uh, a way to present that as a show for other people to then see. Right. Um, that's been probably the more the more difficult part. Um, but you know, obviously now with uh, the 2K games the way they are, and they they let you do a highlight reel and, and all that kind of thing. So the the bare minimum tools are there within the game to be able to tell a fairly decent story that kind of makes sense. Um, so yeah, not I didn't really answer your question too well, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just it all it all came from the mind and just 
one one idea led to another, which led to another, and which led to another, and yeah, here we are now. So and it's so funny. I, I I told you this off air. I'll say on the podcast. For some reason, when I was talking to Ken here on having you on, I had I had mentioned that you were. I thought you were in Australia because of the name AWA for the promotion. Yeah. I thought it was Australian Women's. What you know, whatever the whatever the A stood for. Um, but like, no, it's not what it is. What does it stand for? I don't know if I ever if I actually <laughs> asked you what it stood for. Well, you're both correct and wrong at the same time. Oh. So um, originally, um, because it was a, a fantasy company, and I was like, well, I can put this company wherever I want to. And I thought, well, you know, Australia is a nice place, so why not? I'll put it in Australia. So um, yeah, AWA originally stood for um, Australian Wrestling Association. Um, but then as it got more popular and a lot of the the people that follow my stuff are either in america or uh in england i was like well it, it seems a bit you know a bit odd having an australian company that it just didn't seem to add up <laughs> so um i changed the name so it's um it's now awesome wrestling association okay all right cool so, cool cool and i yeah, think yeah. i think that's why i thought you were from australia because the company was in australia so i was like i put two and two together okay that's what it is it's wishful thinking my man <laughs> wishful thinking. very true very true <laughs> uh anything else Ken? before we get out of here man i was just gonna ask you dan um yeah. how do you keep track of all your characters like do you have a, a master like document file that you have all your characters in do you just play it by ear every year like how do you keep track of... Dude, the, the 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 process is so boring um <laughs> seriously the um uh spreadsheet a spreadsheet a, a plain and simple spreadsheet on microsoft excel um and that keeps uh you know i'll keep a note of all my characters there and i mean and that that's another reason why it's helpful uh, always getting models before you really kind of uh, start creating the character because once once you've got the model there you can kind of um so say i'm trying to think of an example so uh the model that i use for layla valentine is taylor wilde um so uh i'll grab a load of her images online to edit later on and then i'll put them in a, i've got an awa little awa folder and then you go in that and then it's got you know uh, shows characters uh, championship belts uh, arena logos all that kind of stuff and then you know you go in each one of them characters and then you find the character and then in within that folder it's yeah there's a, a lot of folders and a lot of spreadsheets is uh how i keep track of but i mean fortunately um now quite a few people keep track of that stuff not i won't say for me but they keep track track of it with me so um you know i'll i'll get messages uh uh, are you bringing out this character this year? You, you haven't done this character yet. You haven't done this character yet. Have you done this character yet? So um, I think even even if I wanted to forget um, about some of the characters, <laughs> probably I, couldn't. I probably couldn't get away with it now. So um, so yeah, that's pretty much how I um, how I keep tabs on everything. But um, it, it it is because there's so many characters. It, it's so easy to kind of you know forget about one I, I mean i'm i'm very much one of these people where i get bored quite easily so um with with characters i like to try and keep their their looks fresh and their attires fresh but you know like i said when you've got like 30 odd characters it's it's just really difficult to come up with new attires for everyone all the time so 
like um, I updated uh, Chloe this year, and uh, Siren will be having an update this year, um, and I've been wanting to do that for the last two years. Um, but it's it's just been a case of it's, I've just not had had the time. Like um, uh, with uh, with Peaches, when uh, something I, I try to do is when a uh, when a character reaches a certain amount of downloads, um, so say like five thousand or uh, ten thousand or something, I'll try and bring out like a, a special edition version with like a, a new attire or alternate attire or something. And uh, I did that for two K seventeen. And I had full intentions on doing it for 2K18, and um, I couldn't keep up. Um, <laughs> Pe- literally, Peaches, uh, she got to—I think she got to 5,000, and um, I made uh, an alternate version, special edition thing. And uh, I thought, well, I'll do another one when she gets to t- if if and when she gets to 10,000. And before I'd even thought, okay, well, what am I going to do for a 10,000? She'd already reached it. Um, <laughs> so literally, like, I, I, I can't keep up. So um, as much as I'd love to show all all the characters, like, the same amount of um, uh, same amount of love and kind of keep them all as, as fresh as, as I'd probably like to, the, the numbers are just uh, too high. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's one person doing it at the end of it all. So, you know, I don't have a team or anything like that. It's... it's just me so um so yes yeah, so once again a long-winded answer but that's more or less how i keep tabs on everything but uh i say keep tabs i'm uh, using that term very very generously because uh <laughs> it's more more keeping up rather than keeping tabs makes sense, it makes sense. <laughs> and it's funny because i'm the same way when it comes to my women's show that i do for the 2k games yeah because i have i have raw i have smackdown which is just male wrestlers and then I have all the females on one show. Now, there still aren't enough females in the game for what I want to do. So right. I keep some on NXT, developmental. And then I'll, I'll download, you know, some wrestlers, some of yours and others in the community who I've found and liked over the years. Yeah. I'll download theirs and bring them into the game. And it's so tough to keep all of them sort of in the loop of everything that's that's going on. Yeah. I have I have stuff that I've been wanting to do with some of these custom characters for the past like three years that I haven't that I haven't done or I've started and never finished because a new game came out and I started over or whatever. So I have stories that I still want to tell these characters that I haven't done yet. Dude, it's it's heartbreaking. It's, like it's I mean, so heartbreaking. Two K nineteen came out um yesterday and I think I got finished uploading my last character from two K eighteen last week. Oh my goodness! And now I'm starting all over again this year. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember uh, I was very happy to see that they put in a big head mode. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's gonna the, be a lot of fun. At the same time, I was kind of a little bit annoyed because I'm like, faces are gonna have to be absolutely on point this year if they're gonna yep. be blown up. Yeah. Um, big head mode, exactly. Yeah, man. So, uh, but yeah, it's do you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of it. Like I said, I don't get paid for it. I, I do it because I. I do it because I enjoy it and I, I love it and it, it keeps me sane in a crazy world. So, very very true, my man. That sounds like a good spot to wrap this up, don't you think, gentlemen? Yeah, Let's sounds good. <laughs> all right, with that, we are out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode sixty of the RNR Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Before we get out of here, though. Dan, why don't you start us off with a round of plugs? Go. Okay. Uh, let's see. We have the AWA 
uh, YouTube channel. Uh, if you just go on AWA or type in AWA on YouTube, AWA Mayhem Wrestling, um, it should be the first channel that comes, comes up there. Uh, there's also a Facebook page for the AWA YouTube channel, which is um, if you just type at AWA Mayhem Wrestling. Um, there is also a website that I've been working on, just a, a dedicated website. Um, I believe that's AWA mayhemwrestling.com um yeah i think that's all of the uh all of the media outputs for the uh for the awa stuff so yeah thanks for that yeah man anything for you personally you have a twitter or anything like that personally um if you want to check out uh my band um uh, i'm in a band called tori lamour uh t-o-r-i-l-a-m-o-u-r um kind of like a hard rock uh, slash 80s metal kind of vibe thing going on to it. Um, so uh, I do that. And uh, on Twitter, I'm uh, at Blade V3. Uh, so uh, capital B, L-A-D-E, uh, capital V, and then the number three. So, and I believe that's, uh, yeah, that's all of my social media stuff. All right. Ken. Yeah. So you can find us on Twitter at R&R Gaming Pod. That's R-A-N-D-R Gaming P-O-D. Yes, and you can also find Ken on Twitter at uh, MacroBov. That's M-A-C-R-O-B-O-V. You can find me on Twitter at B underscore Ron one four one seven. One more time, that's B underscore Ron one four one seven. The show is available on iTunes on Google Play Music and the CastBox app. So if you have a friend that doesn't have the same type of phone as you, let them know that we are available whenever and however you want to listen to us, including on the CastBox.fm website. Yep, that's right. Go over there, get the downloads, subscribe, make sure you're staying up to date with us, and um, that's it, right? That, that, that was it. We're good. We're good. We got everything. I get everything. Yep. All right, cool. Are we, are we so, still re- are we still recording? We're still yes. recording because we're not done the outro yet. We're almost done the outro. <laughs> just making sure. Just making yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, you're good. So, um, you got to come back next week, guys. Ken, tell them why. If you come back next week, we'll be talking all about Mega Man 11. And Dan. Oh yeah, I believe that we all need a little more R and R.
I remember oh, when man. you put uh, Macho Man Randy Savage in a casket. <laughs> yeah. That was a I long haven't... time ago. Yeah, that was a long a time long... ago. That was back when Macho Man was wearing a cowboy hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Yeah. Great time. Great oh, time. yeah. Everyone Today's could use time. a little more R&R. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. Tell me. Tell me you would not have that voice as your um, your sat-nav voice. <laughs> yeah. How I, amazing I... would it be to be directed by Matro Man Randy Savage? Yeah. I'd be okay with this. 